Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of MIT Magazine. Welcome to a new season of Portrait Session, in partnership with Emporio Armani. This season, I'm doing things a bit differently. Instead of shooting men in this town in my studio, I'll be capturing them in their natural habitat, living la dolce vita and finding out what living the sweet life actually means to them in this day and age. In this episode, I'm chatting with videographer, musician, and Triple J presenter, Michael Chow. A quick flick through Michael's Instagram stories, a listen to his 80s-influenced band Froyo, or a tune into his late-night radio gig, and I almost guarantee you'll walk away with a smile on your face. When we met for our portrait session in the lobby of the ABC, I was expecting a ball of energy, but instead, I was pleasantly surprised to meet someone who I related to a bit more. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session, and in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. Cool. So let's start off by introducing yourself, your name, age, what you do for a living. Yeah. So we're recording. Yes, we're oh, recording. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Well, I am Michael Chow. I am 28 years old, and I kind of a jack of all trades um, in the music industry. Kind of. Yeah, master of none, jack of all trades. <laughs> um, I would like to master at least one thing, but I dabble in. Uh, producing, performing, and presenting various things. So I think that's the thing. You you have to kind of do a little bit of everything to find out what you're probably best yeah, at. Yeah, because some know? people, we just have no clue what the heck we're doing. And, yeah. and um, It's funny, you get to a certain age that, you know, you get closer and closer to your parents' age when you were a child, looking up at them. And once you reach that age and realize you have no idea what's <laughs> happening, you like, frauds, I thought you knew what you were doing. Yeah. She was just making this up as you went along, didn't you? Um, what were your parents doing at this age? Well, actually, no. They at least had a house. Yeah, and there you go. So they, had, they, they knew something. But, um, yeah, my dad ran a service station, and my mother was a hairdresser. Um, she used to be an air hostess, then moved into hairdressing. But, yeah, they were, they were happy. Where about you thinking to grow up? Uh, well, that's the thing. I didn't grow up in Sydney. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm an immigrant that snatches jobs. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I I came over to Sydney when I was um, 15, 14 years old. Yeah. But like, I I was born in Papua New Guinea, um, which it's funny. I still mention Papua New Guinea, and some people still are like, oh, where's that? I'm like, it's the closest country geographically to Pop- to Australia. Yeah. You know. <laughs> On a nice clear day, you stand at the top of Australia, you can see Papua New Guinea yeah? across the water. No yeah, I haven't done that myself, but yeah. people have told me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Right on. What was it like growing up there? It was, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's as different, like, third world versus first world. Huge dynamic. Um, you know, clean drinking water was the most, um, was one of the biggest culture shocks. Because, like, over mm. there, we had to boil all our water, even if it came from a tap. Because you drink that, you might end up in hospital or, <laughs> you know. But I came over to Australia, and then someone was like, tap water? Is tap water good? And I was like, what? <laughs> you can just drink it for free. You're trying to kill me? <laughs> um, and no, but then it's, yeah, just stuff like that. It's so simple. It's like, you take that for granted. It's like, wow, you can just pour water out of the tap and drink it. Some people have to go to great lengths to get <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, mind blown. Uh, I 
Um, so I guess your parents moved to Australia for better quality yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my parents aren't actually together anymore, but I moved over here with my dad who, you know, he wanted a better shot at life for his kids. And, uh, and, and that's true. There is a, there is better opportunities in Australia. Um, but yeah, my dad's Chinese and he, he was actually, he, he went to school in Australia many moons ago when yeah, he was yeah. a young lad. Um, and yeah, he just wanted to, uh, re, you know, regain his citizenship, come back here and yeah, better opportunities and stuff. Whereas my mother, she's still in uh, Papua New Guinea, um, living her best life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So your dad kind of ended up starting his own thing here with the um, service station. Yeah. Oh, well, he, 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 he used to run a service station in PNG. Then, you know, coming over here at a certain age, he was, you know, 50 plus. Hard to find a job, yeah. one, when you look incredibly different and when you're also incredibly old. <laughs> well, not, <laughs> not incredibly old, but like, yeah, it was like he was either overqualified or, um, yeah, he just got kept, he struggled to get a job for a while, um, as, you know, as an immigrant does. And um, he was volunteering at a Vinnie store, like mm. St. Vincent de Paul's, the second hand store. And, um, yeah, just volunteer work. Then one day his boss was like, oh, oh, what's happening in your life? And my dad was like, ah, oh, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, struggling. Um, and he was like, let me talk to some people, give you a job here. And then now my dad runs a Vinny store. So he went from volunteering there to having a, you know, actual job. And that's nice. It's always nice when, you know, things like that, you know, pay off. And know. it works out. And yeah. It's like, yeah. What like, was it like for you growing up or coming in at 15? Was it a huge adjustment? Well, you? yeah, it was big because, you know, that was an age where I, when, you know, teenagers are just so stupid. And so... Oh, you're going through a lot. You're yeah, just, going through learning. a lot yeah. on the inside. And then all, all the things changing on the outside, having to come to a new country. You look and sound different. So people automatically, whether or not they intend to, they make you feel incredibly different. Yeah. Not always in a good way. Mm. Um, yeah, in my first year, I remember I tried so hard to force an Australian accent <laughs> just so I could fit in, you know? Um, I feel like I still don't have it. My parents hear it when I speak to them, and they think I have a little twang, but <laughs> I still hear my Canadianism. Uh, it, it, it's incredibly Canadian from where I'm sitting yeah. right now. <laughs> At least it's not American, necessarily. <laughs> Aussie twang? Yeah, what no. Australians have you been hanging around? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, You have yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a weird hybrid thing going on. Yeah. Like, I still... Like, the, the hard eyes are still things that, like, I do, but, like, the vowels are more... Um, rounded yeah, yeah um or whatever it is um I, I i figured out early like like i'm drinking a coke right now and like the, the simple thing was like oh oh it's like oh oh yeah, yeah you put like go. it's like an o but an oo at the end or, yeah. an, or a soft really soft r it's like coke coke yeah. no <laughs> so you know it's like ah oh, sweet <laughs> i want to fit right in <laughs> they'll never you know they'll never yeah. know so you pick up those things quite easily yeah, well, i can't pick them up yeah, well, I'm a massive introvert, so I do nothing but stand in the corner of rooms observing yeah, yeah. people. So I was just, like, taking notes. It's like, Amazing. It's like, so, yeah. That, yeah, but after a while, especially when you finally leave high school, it's like, I, I why am I trying so hard to fit into a shape here that, yeah. you know, into a cookie cutter? No, it's exactly. Like, yeah. Well, I guess teenage years are the time where you, you want to express who you are. Did you kind of use fashion at all as a a way to kind of express yourself or were you kind of trying yeah, to hide I mean, away? I mean, both the way I looked and also, the, of course, the things I did, like I, I was dabbling in music more and more and, and things like that and like just those things, like I was really just, I guess, 
owning my I own my own or figuring out my identity. We eventually owned it, and then I realized that my identity was pretty much the '80s. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the whole decade that is the '80s. I just am massively obsessed with that. Like I'm wearing a freaking denim jacket right now. I'm wearing grandpa glasses. I don't know what they're called, but I just call them grandpa glasses because that's <laughs> usually who you see wearing them. Um, you know, but you, it suits you well. You wear it in a very contemporary way still. Well, that's nice. You, you know? know, it's nice it's to seem kind of relevant. And <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You know, it's it like, seems natural. It's for like you. Just, what era did he walk out of? <laughs> you realize it's 2019. Um, <laughs> so, kind of, how would you describe your style? What are you wearing today exactly? Um, so, this is a jacket that I found in. Oh, this sounds so wank. But a jacket I found at a market <laughs> in, in Hobart, Tasmania. I bought it because I didn't realize how cold Hobart got. Again, I grew up on a Pacific island. I was like, oh, crap, it's really, really friggin' cold. This is the furthest south of the planet I've been. Yeah, wouldn't it? (laughs) Um, So I went went to a market down the road, and I got this jacket. Luckily, it fit me. Um, So I don't know what it's called. There's no tags on it, but it's a really cool old denim jacket. jacket. Yeah, looks vintage. Um, Usually you could tell by the buttons, but no, I can't tell what that is. is. It's very obscure. I've never come across it and no, there's like a yeah. lipstick stain that will never come out I've tried <laughs> and I'm just like oh, it's, it's you know, cool it's character it gives a character it has a story on it yeah it's good um, jeans I don't know where I can't remember where they came from but I all I remember was that I bought two of them because I was like oh these are nice and it's so hard to find jeans that feel nice so I'm gonna get two please is that weird they're like no that's not weird at all it's like that's you're smart. just you're just saying that but thank you what's what's the brand of that <clears throat> the jeans um Good question. Because it's good to find a comfortable... Yeah. It's hard to find it's a good called, pair of jeans, so it's like... It's called new. New. Spelled funny. <laughs> yeah. N-E-U-W. There we go. Yeah. And uh, it's navy blue Emporio Imani t-shirt. Um, and then glasses, where'd you get the glasses from? Yeah, these glasses were... <sighs> What's the name of that place? I'm terrible at remembering names of like a, a, of a things, new kind but, of brand. Um, oh yeah, Ray-Ban. 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 Oh, there we go. Ray-Ban. Oh, it does have that what are they called? Style. The only pair of Ray-Bans that I the name of Ray-Bans I know are Wayfarers, and everything else is just like Ray-Bans. Yeah, right. But yeah, old metal frame grandpa glasses. As soon as I saw them, I was like, ah, yes, I got to live my best life. I I, <laughs> I need to wear those grandpa glasses. I'll it take frames one. your face nicely. It's like exactly fits perfectly. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I'm one of those people. I feel like I need glasses to like one C for starters, you know, so I can legally <laughs> drive. And so, yeah, there's a practical <laughs> thing happening here. But also too, yeah, I needed to frame my face because once I take them off, it, it feels like Ugh, put them back on, put them back on. It's like when Milhouse from The Simpsons takes his glasses <laughs> off and it's like, oh Jesus. Uh. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like, take those off so we can see your beautiful eyes. It's like, <laughs> no. I love that. So, so where yeah. did your, your interest, obviously your style is almost influenced by it, but music, where did your interest in music come from? You're a presenter yeah. on Triple J, and mm-hmm. um, you have your own band yeah. as well called... Uh, uh, Froyo. Froyo. Yeah. Where does that all come from? And there's so much creativity coming out of you. <laughs> well... I think my mother was where it, like start, like the root of it all because my mother was a painter and a musician. Yeah, right. Um, and the funny thing is, I became a musician and my sister became a visual artist. So we kind of right. split it there. It's like, oh, you're taking that one? I'll take the other <laughs> one. Fair enough. You're older. You call dibs. Um, and yeah, so like I, I I just like started playing music by ear, like as a lot of kids do. 
um, never learned things properly. What, what um, would you pick up first? Um, it was piano. Yeah. yeah. And, and not ashamed to say this, but it was Clocks by Coldplay. Nice. It was playing on the TV one day. I can't remember. It was a trailer of something. And I just heard that song. I was like, oh, oh, that's so pretty. I'm going, I'm going to my mom's piano. <laughs> and like, I, I, was, I figured it out and I was very proud of it. And That's amazing. And that's what triggers it, I think, with music. It's like you hear that something that is amazing and you feel like, oh, I just, I want to try to do that. And it's yeah. Like, or you see influence. a pretty painting and all mm. of a sudden you're like, oh, how did, how did you get that? I can see where the strokes are and like yeah. things like that. And just, I was always a tinkerer. I saw if, like, if I was given a watch, I would literally get a, try and take it apart just so I can see like how things worked. Yeah. Um, and of course I could never put it back together, but like, <laughs> but like I, I love figuring things out. So like once I came across the music thing, I really wanted to figure it out, you know? Like, you know, sans an actual teacher. So yeah, used the piano to figure it all out. Started writing things as a kid. Um, of course, the parents did the thing of, of like, you're wasting your time. That will never, that will never take you anywhere. Course, and yeah. now dad's like super supportive of it. And it's like, ah, my, how you came around. <laughs> um, so what was your first kind of entrance into the music industry, I guess? Um, I started out, it was weird because like, I, I, I did go to a music uni after I left school because mainly because I had no idea what the hell else I was going to do. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want to do something creative, and I went to went to a music uni just to meet people, not to get an expensive piece of paper and walk out like I'm gonna get a job. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to meet people. And I was lucky enough to do that, and then my first paid music job was um, oh, I was playing gigs, but I'm not gonna count that because <laughs> you don't really get paid for gigs. Yeah, uh, it was but, practice, really. Yeah, so like, I was gigging <laughs> on the side, but. Um, yeah, my first paid music job was at Universal Music Publishing Group. No this was a massive, like, yeah, that big a old big globe company. Thing, like, da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Universal Pictures and Music are totally different companies, but no, but, um, but they share big. the globe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, when, when that came across, like, I, I didn't even apply for it. A friend had left an internship. Wait, no, a friend of a friend had left an internship. He, told, he asked his friend, do you want this? She said no. She was like, oh, but I might know a guy. Michael, do you want this internship? I really don't want it. I was like, cool. I'll yeah, take it. Right. Why not? And that was always my attitude. I, I never, like, said no to things. No, right. And, you know, that results in bad choices sometimes. <laughs> but, like, you know, you got, you got to get amongst it. You got to know what it's all about. You, you got to make the bad choices, <clears throat> I think. It's like it's, yeah. it balances it all out, and it makes it, everything kind of work out. I think, in the if end. anything, I'm stocking up on life experience. Yes, absolutely. You know? If I end up on the street life experience you know so <laughs> I, I, I'm a firm believer in that it's that whatever is thrown to you it's a lesson for hell yeah life. and it's like take it and that's the point life's not supposed to be a smooth road no absolutely it's supposed to be up and down and it's like take it for what it is yeah. and even if you go in a it. circle it's nice it's like oh no now I, now I get it now yeah. I understand why I was at that point in the first place yeah and how um, do I get back here again? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and how do I avoid coming back to this spot <laughs> no it's not but yeah it's, 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 it's good to just like kind of jump in sometimes um, you know, nice to look before you leap, but also sometimes don't. Because yeah. you never know. You, you might stumble across something really nice. And yeah, yeah. yeah, so I said yes to this internship. And I expected a, an interview of any kind, but then they were like, oh, you're a friend of Nick. And I was like, uh, yes, yes. I'd never met Nick in my life because he was the friend <laughs> of a friend. And I was like, cool, okay, well, here's your All desk. Right, here's what yeah, you yeah. do, and blah, blah, blah. Flash forward to a couple months later, I have a paid job with them. And, and what was it doing? And um, I was working in music licensing, so TV ads and um, 
all that jazz, just like finding placement for commercial music. Yeah, right. And I was listening to music nine to five. I was getting paid to listen to music from nine to five and, you know, tagging it with emotion. It's like, oh, a, a client wants something that sounds romantic with uh, a, an acoustic guitar, female vocal, and a little bit of violin. It's like, I know just the thing. Because, like, I was, just, I, was, I was, yeah, I was tagging all these songs with, like, all these emotions and instruments and things like that. Just so it made adver- it job easier for us when we're pitching to advertisers, like, say, for MasterChef or something. Yeah, yeah. And... Also easier for the uh, uh, music supervisors to find things. So like, yeah, it was a proper office job. Again, had a job like that existed. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was bizarre. And but like, um, yeah, I, I fell into that without having any experience. In, I didn't even know what music publishing was. Still kind of don't. <laughs> but like, no, yeah. So like, just fell into that. And then, uh, what was my my next job was. I held a bunch of other jobs, but like musically, that was my main gig for a while. It still was my best paid job of my short life. Yeah, well, it's and the big one. Yeah, like. and then I, but I got bored of it and, you know, and I was like, money's not really, you know, not quite cutting it anymore. Mm. Well, that's the lesson kind of to learn, isn't it? Yeah, and so I, I left that. You could really young when you learn that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have been nice if I did it younger, but I was, you know, it was the right time. And then like I was ready to leave and... Again, didn't know what I was doing because I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in like that kind of environment because it wasn't creative. I was, mm. I was helping other creative people make money, right? You yeah. know, and 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 so like I, yeah, I don't really want to do this. And then all of a sudden, um, my same friend who got me that internship that resulted in a job, she got a job at another place. So I'm gonna shout her out now, Phoebe Star. <laughs> you pretty much have given me every good opportunity in my life because you turned something else down. Um, and yeah, you gotta she, pay attention <laughs> to those people. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Find yourself a Phoebe Star. <laughs> hang on to her because she will open all the doors. Um, uh, you know, your lack of um, credentials and whatnot. Who cares? Always somebody to open the door for you. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out Phoebe. And yeah, she she got a job at this um, media company making you know to make videos and stuff. And and she was like, Michael, um, do you want to come work here? And I was like, cool, sounds good. <laughs> Why not? So I did that as well. Um, she no longer works there. She moved on to do other things, full-time music. Um, bravo. And um, and I'm I'm still there making videos and what doing kind of videos. Um, what kind of video stuff? So it was weird because like they they didn't even. Uh, again, it was a situation where they didn't even ask for a resume. They didn't see. They didn't even know if I could make videos. They were like come on in, here's your desk, blah, blah, blah. Same thing when I started university. I was like, all right, well, this feels like deja vu. I, feel, I pity everyone else who's studying things to get into these offices, but hey. But um, do you pick it up easily? That's the thing. It's like, are you someone that will kind of throw themselves in it? And yeah, again, like, yeah, I learn fast, but that's also because, like, I'm such a tinkerer of things. Like, even though right. I wasn't getting uh, paid to make, you know, make videos, I, I was making videos on the side because I was, again, creative boy who just wanted to, like, try all the things. And, like, yeah. I bought a camera one time and I was like, I want to figure out how this works, you know? I'm not a photographer or a videographer, but it's nice. I like pic- pretty pictures yeah. and, and, <laughs> and, you know, moving images. And, yeah, and then all of a sudden getting paid for that. And, you know, I got to go to Splendor in the Grass, you know, Australia's Coachella, if you will. <laughs> and, like, just, just recently got to interview a whole bunch of cool people, film things there. Um, I got to meet Kevin Hart. like no uh, nice. And interview Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, wow, Hollywood talent? What am I? I'm a fraud. 
god. <laughs> That's uh, like a nice milestone right there. Yeah, that, that, that was that was cool. I got to meet like a, a lot of musicians that like I really, really, really love. Um, is that through that job or is it through like your work? Oh at yeah, that, that was that was that was through that job and like you know a lot of, a lot of, and Triple J hadn't even come across yet no, and right, like right. so like this came up and I was like sweet. By Universal, I found my lifeboat. Jumping on it now, <laughs> and yeah. So like, I quit that comfy Universal job, took up the the creative job, which uh, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying. Still enjoying and, it, yeah. and then a few months later, I get this message on Facebook from a guy who says, "Hi, my name's Ollie. I, I <laughs> more or less, he's like." I know this is in your other box, so hello from 2049. And he was right. It was it was in my other box. I was going to ignore it because it looked sus, but he was like, yeah. I work at Triple J. Do you want to come in sometime? Where does and that I was come like, from? And I was like, okay, this is weird. This seems incredibly sus. One, it's in my other box. Two, how, what, what does he want? Maybe he likes my band because, again, I was doing the band so stuff you on had, the side. You already yeah. had I was, I was still doing the band stuff on the side. Again, yeah. I don't consider it a job, but, like, you know, it... it, 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 it makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I was like, he must love my band. So I... I was like, I took him up on it. I was like, yeah, hi. What's up? And she was like, yeah, coming to the ABC. You know, is Wednesday good? Yeah, sure. So, like, I went in, um, <clears throat> met him, and, yeah, it turns out he was the boss of Triple J at the time. And I was like, oh, cool. No way. Right on. And he was like, so, pretty much, he, he pretty much just, like, said to me, so, how do you feel about talking on national radio? And I was like, What? Well, you, ex- you describe yourself as an introvert. That sounds very much like something that well, this is would so not be weird. For, this is so weird for an introvert to be like one getting these things, but two saying yes to them. But then again, I've never said no to something, right. and then things yeah. come up like that. And I will claim this one: Phoebe did not give me this job. <laughs> this one came out of Facebook. There you go. And thank you, Facebook. Yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, but like, and to this day, like, I still don't know how he found me. No way, um, yeah. Like again, like no email, no no proper like job offer or anything. It was just a Facebook message saying, "How do you feel about this?" And I was like, "So." Had you been utilizing <coughs> social media at all? Could he have That's seen the you? Thing, from like I, 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 I was making these videos for this media company for yeah. a while, but like then he said, "I saw your videos." I was like, "Oh yeah, which one?" He was like, "Yeah, the one of you uh, sitting on the couch contemplating cutting your hair." And I was like, "Oh wait, that's a personal video." <laughs> he stalked my personal Facebook. <laughs> How dare you? Um, no, but then, so yeah, I, I'm confused, like, how, but yeah, I, I got offered a job presenting on national radio, and again, an introvert doing such a thing is, is wild, Yeah. Um, but the good thing is, like, I don't see any faces, they don't see mine, yeah. you know, and, and I just sit there talking into the microphone. But and you just got off a shift, it was like a little... Yeah, I, I did a shift out. this morning, which yeah. I, I feel like it's... It's what it's a Friday, but I feel like it's a Saturday right now. I feel like I've time traveled. It's like jet lag, because <laughs> I went from my day job at the video at the video um, at the media company, which is nine to five, and after that I have like this window of like I could sleep, but I'm not gonna do it, yeah. and then I go into the one a.m. to six a.m. radio shift, um, and like I've been awake for I don't know maybe twenty six hours. <laughs> And then I woke up like about an hour ago. I was like, sweet. Well, you know. Come over here. Hey, Zippy, let's, let's, let's meet up. <laughs> let's talk. What, what, what do you enjoy about it? What's great it, about presenting on the radio? It's, the thing is like. I mean, especially I, I, such a well-known kind yeah. of institution as well. I mean, people still like, how did you get a job there? I was like, I was on Facebook. That's all, <laughs> that's all I did. I didn't even apply. I don't remember the last time I applied for a job. My resume hasn't been touched since <laughs> high school. Um, yeah, so like, I think the, the 
the thing is, like, I, I again, I am an introvert, but whenever I did public speaking mm. or, you know, presentations in class for science or whatever, English, I always aced those things. Yeah. And it always caught people off guard, especially me, because like, I was like, wow, public speaking, that's, that's so frightening, but, like, I'm actually good at it, yeah. you know? A-pluses are nice, yeah. you know? And, like, and even just, again, I was doing music on the side. I... I am terrified of people. Yeah. I'm not making a lot of eye contact in case you haven't noticed, no, but like, no. like I 100% I, understand I you. Like I'm right there with I'm you and that terrified of people. it's when it's in a controlled environment, yeah. I I thrive. When it's not and it's yeah. like if I'm at a party and I have to speak to somebody or if I'm at an event and I have to I can't do that. I <laughs> cannot do that. I'm the worst at it. So I completely sympathize <laughs> with you. And it's but there's something about kind of creating and it's like you're doing it not because of your own ego, but you want to put something out there, yeah. I think. And that's what's so amazing about it, I think. Yeah. You know? and, so I can yeah. see that. We're being in a radio booth, kind of just doing your thing and talking to the world and kind of saying what you want to say and playing what you want to play. Yeah. Things like being on camera to present things. Like, again, an interview with Kevin Hart, one mm. of the biggest stars on the planet right now. Um, it, talk on national radio, which also broadcasts internationally, yeah, you know, yeah. online and all that. Um, getting up on a stage and performing, you know, singing from my band and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, you say you're an introvert, huh? <laughs> Liar. Yeah, He's no, like, no, no, no I, I'm really, really terrified. Yeah. And then, but like, just again, like I haven't sucked at it, which no. is nice. And like, I talk to my psychologist. I'm like, am I, am I pretending to be someone whenever I do these things? Because it feels like I'm acting. And she's like, no, no, no. You're just, in, you're just tapping into who you are. You, you know, who you can be it's just you, you, you've like you have to flick that switch and, and, and find a way to keep that switch on yeah, yeah. and that way you can always be that kind of confident yeah. person and it's like you're lying <laughs> um, uh, no but like <laughs> no but I, I get that but, it's like there is th- but she's I not mean, wrong like that whole no. switch thing is like is actually how it feels it's like I it, like literally I'm pressing on on the mic button when, when I'm about yeah. to talk on national radio but like at the same time I'm flicking the switch on the inside I go from silent never say anything Michael to like I don't know whipping out dad jokes at 3am because I feel confident enough to do that thing and and yes singing in front of people dancing in front of them it's just Just even on Instagram like you have these funny hilarious (laughs) Instagram videos and it's like I could see where people would be expecting you to be this kind of crazy out there guy but then when you meet you're more reserved and it's like but I guess it's like that's the that's where you want for the energy you know yeah. it's rather than kind of I, I, the energy of other people drains me sometimes yeah. so it's like yeah. it, that's why like if an event or something it's like I could do it for only so long X and then I'm completely time it's like, drained oh, you know it. and it's like I then I I stop myself from wanting to do it again because it's like I remember how draining that oh, was so and it's just like oh, I can't do that again so it's like I could probably do once a month, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and even That's enough. I met the quota. Yeah. Off I go back to, into my hovel. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like even just... I'm Goodbye, out. sunlight. <laughs> Going to your cave. Yeah. Well, it's like street photography for myself. I'm out on the streets just shooting by myself. And mm. then it's the podcast was a, an opportunity for me to me actually meet people. And it's like that's forcing me to actually kind of get out there and talk to the people uh, at the love same that. time. So it's like I'm pushing myself. I know... And especially as I'm getting older, I could I see the inside of my head and how it works, and it's like, yeah. well, now I just do these things to kind of try to help myself get out there a bit more. So, and that's your way of doing music and yeah. presenting yeah. and all that stuff. 
yeah. What's, what's your music like? What do you like to play? What's your band it's, like? It's yeah, Froyo. I it, love it, the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so didn't even think about it. And now it's, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting, weird situation. Um, but again, it was one where I didn't... The band started out as a university assignment, so it wasn't yeah, a real. It right. wasn't a real band. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, it got attention from Triple J. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and this was before I worked there, and like and and blogs, and then someone offered us a show. I'm like, oh crap. Well, I haven't said no to anything yet. So and I was like, <laughs> that's the thing. And I, I like yeah, I messaged my friend Allison, who we had a lot of similar interests, and in, like, like again, this I uploaded something to online for an assignment, mm-hmm. and. Ace the assignment, went to take it down. Then I got like messages to the accounts that this, that the music was attached to, including gig offers. And so I went to my friend Allison. I was like, Allison, something weird has just happened. I just got offered a gig. Do you want to start a band? The only problem is we can't pick a name. It's been decided. I'm sorry, it's called Froyo. She's like, why? I was like, because I wanted something with the word Afro in it, and Afro Man was taken. Um, and so Froyo. You got a good Froyo going yeah. on. Well, I, I hope so. Like boldness runs in my mother's side, so like no. I'm waiting for it to strike any any moment. If it doesn't happen by the time you're 30, you're dead. Good. All right. All right. Just like 11 months, you know, 11 months in a year to go, and it'll be good. You'll keep that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like again, something I didn't apply for being a p- performing artist, and all of a sudden that was thrown at me. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Again, why not is like what people will write on my t- tombstone. Yeah, it's yeah. like I finally passed on into the other life, huh? Why not? <laughs> you know, and like, but like, yeah. So it, and I am a big '80s nerd, as I said before, and of course the music is '80s synth pop. It's. Um, one of the best compliments I got was someone was like, uh, what was that show? Black Mirror. There's an yeah. episode of Black Mirror, which is the best episode of Black Mirror ever, where it's set in the 80s. It's called San Junipero. And somebody said, you guys remind me of that episode, San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. I hadn't seen it at the time. I went and watched it. I was, and then like I retroactively went back to the person. I was like, "Thank I you for the, one the early seasons, right?" Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the first one on Net- the first season on Netflix, and yeah, it was it was a beautiful, yeah. heartfelt episode. Probably the only Black Mirror episode with a happy-ish ending. Yeah, I and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's so nice. What a great compliment. I wish I knew what that compliment meant at the time." Yeah, um, and. And of course, when a show like Stranger Things comes out, and it was like, Michael, have you seen the show? It's right up your alley. It's got everything you like. I was like, yeah, it was set in the and 80s. You're happy with sure. That. And then I was like, and then I watched it. I was like, damn, that's, that's a good show. <laughs> nice. They got it right. We they got, got offered right. to pl- play at a Stranger Things, Stranger Things season two launch party. No way. We got offered a. Can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, go for we it. We got offered a shitload of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that felt good. No other word would have done <laughs> done it justice. We got offered a shitload of money, and I was like. This is clearly a Netflix-supported gig yeah. because they say it's a Stranger Things launch party. There, are, there are four digits in this gig <laughs> money receipt, you know. And it like, and I was like, sweet. And then they got a message later, like a couple weeks later, like we've canceled the live no! music aspect of the show, but you're still welcome to attend. I was like, oh, no, shit. I, I won't. I'll just go. <laughs> Heartbroken there. Go home and watch Stranger Things too. <laughs> Instead of playing your show, I didn't want I the money anyway. But, you know, to be associated with Stranger Things. Um, Yeah, so that broke my heart. But that was nice as well. Like, people think of us when they think of that show as well. And and so, yeah, 
Froyo is still going, you know. You again, released, released a video with your recent release, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we did. We, and we shoot uh, videos ourselves. Literally, like, like my favorite video we've ever made for a song, Heart. Go listen to it, everyone. Froyo Heart. <laughs> uh, we shot the video ourselves. It was just me and my bandmate. And we just walked around Sydney with a tripod and a camera. And I loved just, it. Like, it was a beautiful, especially the ending. was just like... Oh, I kind of really <laughs> guess your heart. Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah, it was... What was the idea behind the video? Um, so, with heart, it was... The song was about doing the things you love, regard, like, doing, listening to the heart... Yeah, cheesy. Listening to the heart despite what the brain says, because those yeah. two things, they're important. you got to have brains, you got to have heart. And, but the thing is, they don't always agree, no. you know? Like... The heart is the thing that wants to do things willy-nilly. It's like, oh, yes, embrace this, embrace that. It's it's like Yogi and Boo Boo Bear. <laughs> Yogi is the heart. He does things. He's like, oh, I'm going to get this picnic basket. And then and then the brain is Boo Boo. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea, Yogi. The ranger's not going to like it. And so those, those two things, it's just hard. you got to try and find that middle ground between them. And heart was about that. And... What we did was we went around Sydney shooting in very beautiful places intentionally, you know, very, very nice, including a scenic shot of the sunset over Sydney Harbour. Ah, glorious. Yeah, That's as Sydney as you can get. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was just like, but we were deadpan the whole time. It's like you're in these beautiful places, but you're not enjoying yourself or whatever. And um, where was I going with that? But yeah, I guess that was that was the uh, thing we wanted to catch is like um, how yeah your heart wants to join things, but your brain stops you from doing yeah. it. And you get that from it definitely. Go watch the video, guys. Definitely yes, worth that checking out. <laughs> so, what is your kind of average day like in Sydney? You obviously um, take on a lot of well, projects. Well, I don't. So. I, for starters, I don't sleep. No. <laughs> um, I run on Red Bull and lots of just just lots of sugar. Um, no, I. So I, I do the day, the day job is the is the media making yeah. videos for people and um, you know occasionally taking photos and stuff. So like the visual stuff, presenting on radio is like once twice a week, um, and and when that happens, yeah, it's like it feels like jet lag the next day, and I have to like get back into normalcy and in a normal rhythm of things. But by the time I do that, my next radio shift comes up. It's like oh crap, well. <laughs> I don't sleep anyway. No. <laughs> I do a lot of freelance on the side as well because, yeah, you know. Got to keep you know, going. Got to keep going. Yeah, I, I yeah. have that itch to make things for, you know, for whatever reasons. Um, so, yeah, I shoot music videos on the side and um, occasional press shots. Um, and, yeah, the band stuff as well. Play gigs every now and then, but we're currently in a writing, producing phase for whatever the heck we end up doing next mm. but yeah just always making things and of course all the while I am posting on Instagram these ridiculous stories of like <laughs> what the hell is happening and it seems like weird things happen to me every now and then but it's just like always I don't know, actually no yeah you know what weird things happen to me every now and then again <laughs> look at my resume and how those things have happened I again don't remember how I've applied for a job I get offered a job at national radio on facebook um <laughs> it's also random yeah it's also random but i guess the bottom line is i don't say no to things and, and do you find like that's I, the theme of the, the podcast is kind of 
guys that are living the sweet life and what that means nowadays. It's like living on your own terms, I think. Do you feel like you're kind of doing it your own way rather than, obviously, you were working at a more corporate gig. Yeah. Um, Do you find, like, your life is pretty sweet right now? Yeah. I mean, you know, it could always be sweeter. I yeah. do have a sweet tooth, you know, and, like, <laughs> like it, yeah, I, I like, when I remember where I came from, Papua New Guinea mm. and how things could have been much different if I just stayed there and boiled water for the rest of my life mm. because I couldn't drink it from a tap. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, this is pretty damn sweet. Yeah. You know, just, not just being in this country, Australia, but, like, just getting to do the things I do. You know, there are people who study to do the things I do and they don't get to do it. You know, I was just in the right place at the right time. But beyond that, I was still making things, even though no one was asking me to. You know, the reason I could say yes to something like a video job was because I was making videos already. Yeah. Just nobody knew that or, or paid for it, but like they were like, would you like to do this? I was like, sure, I know how to do that somewhat. <laughs> Same thing with music. When someone was like, do you want to perform these songs on stage, regardless of your bent being a fake uni assignment or whatever? <laughs> I was like, sure, I can do that, because I was making music and stuff like that. I knew how to do that and yeah. um and yeah there's stuff like that it's like it, it, there's a lot of luck involved but at the same time i was ready when the lightning struck yeah you know not and that i not that i was preparing for the lightning no, but yeah. i was already doing things and when lightning struck it was like yeah oh sweet well i've got the tools yeah and there you go and like it can be a sweet situation a good situation but could also be hard work as well like yeah. it doesn't say like oh, yeah. it doesn't make it easy necessarily you're still putting the work into it and working hard for yeah. it you know uh, you know don't get <laughs> i'm still scraping the, the bottom of the wall every now and then because <laughs> yeah. um, you know such is life for a creative individual yeah um but yeah like i'm very 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 friggin' lucky like you know, that i even get to get do these things as a you know it is a career now yeah you know other, other people that have careers elsewhere but they want this or, 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 or like to, to be a dancer or, or a painter or, or a photographer all those things and like the funny thing is like I you know like one of the things I because uh, I, I, I've been on a lot of dates this year and like one of the things I like asking because I like figuring people out again introvert I like taking things apart figuring what makes them tick yeah. um, so people are watches essentially to me I take them apart um, so like and um, one of the things I ask people is what is the last job you want to be doing when you're done? The final note, like, money's no longer an issue, you're ready to retire, what is that yeah. last thing? And, like, if she's a lawyer, she'll be like, and she'll literally say, photography. I was like, really? Yeah. She was like, yeah, I have a Canon 5D Mark IV. I was like, what? That is a great camera. <laughs> Why aren't you? you? But, like, and, but that's so normal. It's like, I, these people with regular jobs, and then you ask them what they actually want to do, like, the romantic thing, and, like, yeah. the, the last job, and it's always something creative. Yeah. Not always. Oh. But, oh, like, but, yeah. Even but, like, if it isn't, like, if it's something that's just... <clears throat> kind of more practical uh, or not practical something that's like it always it, it takes your mind a different way that yeah. you're kind of actually doing your current job so it's mm. using your mind completely differently which I think yeah. a lot of people want yeah and like just yeah it, it is a daunting thing to even like like I don't do music full time but there are people who do it full time mm. you know like as a performer and or artist writer and, and things like that and photography full time, all those things, and it is so damn scary, yeah. you know. And but like, uh, yeah, but I applaud everyone that does it. Um, and, and like yourself, you're a full time creative, 
know? Yeah, and you know, it's ups and downs, and it's definitely, oh, but yeah. it's, it's for me, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, you know, I've had yeah. lots of times where I'm like, I'm just gonna go get a full time job because I can't do this anymore. But then my parents were right. Comes, no, no. And I don't want them to be right. <laughs> as much as my dad always wants me, especially when we do our Skype calls, he's like, "Oh, why don't you get a full time job?" But he's always proud in the end because both of my parents are entrepreneurs and they did yeah. their own thing. Uh, yeah. And nice. they they understand it. And it's Great. like as much as he wants the best for me, he knows it's in our blood to kind of do our own thing. So it's nice. Like, it's, yeah. Keep going with it. Keep going with it. Yeah. So the last question. This is the Dolce Vita, the sweet life. What is your favorite sweet? <laughs> Ending Ooh. all the podcasts with that. <laughs> oh, like a dessert? Dessert. Your favorite thing to eat. Well, it was my birthday last week. and yeah, I saw. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You may have seen what I did to that cake. Um, cake I got myself a Black Forest cake, which okay. is my favorite cake. Probably not now after this incident, but like, um, yeah, I... I, I the movie Matilda, there was a character, Bruce Bogtrotter, and he ate a whole chocolate cake um, in a very disgusting way. But as a child, I was like, I'm going to eat a cake like that one day. <laughs> On and your bucket list. <laughs> it was. And, and yeah, 28th birthday, I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. I bought myself a whole Black Forest cake, sat down with it, um, and <laughs> I demolished that cake in a very, very disgusting way. <laughs> and I felt horrible about it. Not just for me, but also for the cake. I was like, you deserve better. (laughs) Somebody made you with love, and here I am. Uh, Destroying it. Destroying you with my face (laughs) and hands and no utensils. Uh, But, yeah. It was good for that one minute, by the way. (laughs) But I do love me a Black Forest cake. There you go. Now and still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Still. There we go. (laughs) Somehow still. (laughs) We'll take that as a cue to end it. Well, thank you, Michael. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thanks, Tiff. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session in partnership with Emporio Armani. If you enjoyed this story and would like to read more stories about men in this town, check out the new issue of MIT Magazine, available to pre-order now at meninthistown.com. Have a great day and thanks again for your support. <laughs>